Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. the 10th season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Education for Heart Warriors, and we have a great show for you today. Today's show is Discovering Hidden Talents in Our Heart Warriors, and our guest is Jessica Gutierrez-Rodriguez. Jessica Gutierrez-Rodriguez is the proud mother to Marianne, a nine-year-old born with hyperplastic right heart syndrome, pulmonary valve stenosis, and a ventricular septal defect. Marianne has had two open-heart surgeries, including the Glenn Shunt and the Fontan Repair, and has had other hospitalizations, including that for a concussion and dehydration. Jessica is currently the CEO at the Texas Center for Infectious Disease, which is a hospital that treats persons with complex tuberculosis. She stays very busy in her professional career, but still manages to stay in touch with the congenital heart defect community to ensure that her daughter, Marianne, has the best quality of life possible. Jessica was recently a committee member of the Congenital Heart Walk of South Texas and helped fundraise over $4,000 for her team. She also sits on two national health care boards, including the Healthcare Facilities Symposium Advisory Board and the Caritas Advisory Board. Welcome back to the show, Jessica. My longtime listeners may remember you from when you were on the show in Season 6 and did the show Seizing the Day with Jessica Gutierrez-Rodriguez. Thank you so much, Anna, for inviting me back to the show a second time. I can't believe it's going on almost two years since our last show together. You have done some amazing work in educating the CHD community about several different topics that are important to us, and I know that there are many people grateful to you for that. I'm honored to be a part of this journey with you. Thank you for inviting me again. Oh, you are so sweet for saying that. Thank you. And it was so much fun for me to get a chance to meet you and your sweet little girls and your husband at the Heart Walk in Texas. Both of us are Texans, and so that makes it especially fun, doesn't it? It does. Well, let's talk about Marianne's early childhood development. Did she have therapy as an infant? Like, did she go to an early childhood program as a toddler? So Marianne's early childhood development was rough. Uh, She not only faced the challenges of being a single ventricle infant, but was also a preemie born at 30 weeks at only 2 pounds and 13 ounces. Therefore, she faced a double challenge. She had PT, OT, and speech therapy from the time she was born to age five. We wow. had therapy services in the home the entire five years. She had her two open heart surgeries during that time frame. 
and couldn't be exposed much to the public as it would put her at risk for infection. We were fortunate enough to receive both private home health therapy and early childhood intervention, also known as ECI services. In fact, we are still friends with some of those ECI therapists today as they have followed Marianne on her journey. And out of all the different therapies we received, PT was the hardest for Marianne. As you can imagine, um, our heart warriors really struggle with the physical aspect of their lives. And she was never able to crawl due to her recovery time from her first open heart surgery. Surgery and wasn't able to actually run or jump till age four after the Fontan repair because she just didn't have the stamina. In fact, endurance was the focus as we completed PT through age five. Wow, I cannot believe that because I met her after she was that age and I just saw her running around like a typical little kid. She didn't seem to have problems at all. So the physical therapy that she had was excellent. I mean, she has really done a fabulous job of catching up to her peers. She has, and it's always difficult to meet those developmental milestones, but as I've told other parents, the earlier the intervention, the better, because we shouldn't be too concerned, oh, well, they're this age, this is the timeline, or what the book says that she needs to meet at, but it's about her just being able to get there no matter what age it is. Absolutely, and one of the things that I tell parents, Jessica, and I bet you would agree with this, is when we consider our heart warriors, we need to consider when they were born. My son was born three weeks early. Your daughter was born even more weeks early than you know she was supposed to. We have to take into consideration how long our children were in the hospital for their hospitalizations plus a healthy recovery period. And you should subtract that from their physical age when you're looking at those developmental milestones that children typically uh, are striving for before you start to get worried. So a lot of times what we're looking at when our child is a year old is really more like what a six-month-old is doing when you take into account everything that our kids have been through. I know. It's amazing to see the progress. Well, it really is. And given the right help, like having the ECI program and having the physical therapy, our kids do eventually catch up, or at least most of them can catch up. So when did Marianne start traditional school? Was she in the public school ECI program? So Marianne started traditional school at age four when she began pre-K four, as they call it, through our local Head Start program, which she qualified for under OHI status. And OHI means other health impairment. Uh, the local school district wanted her to attend pre-K three in the school environment, but due to her preparing for the Fontan repair that year, her medical team would not allow her to go to school. Instead, we received homeschooling services that school year to continue to allow her to meet the developmental milestones. Marianne did continue to receive both private home health therapy and therapy within the school district through age five until she started kindergarten. And again, I can't stress the importance of ECI or other early intervention through therapy services to help your child meet their developmental milestones. It doesn't matter if they meet them late, but what matters is that they are eventually able to do the things they need to do to help them in life. Right, absolutely. And your daughter is a prime example of how even though her journey to reach those milestones may have been different than her sister's. 
she still did reach them. And for most of her life, she will be just fine. It's just those first years that seem to be such a struggle. So let's move on and talk about your daughter's involvement in extracurricular activities. I know she's still a little girl, but it's not uncommon in America for us to have our kids in extracurriculars. So why don't you tell us about some of the extracurriculars you have Marianne in right now? So most of Marianne's extracurricular activities have taken place outside of school through camps based off of the STEAM concept. I know that most people are familiar with STEAM, which is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. However, our biggest surprise came when Marianne recently told us that she was going to participate in the school talent show at the end of the year. And this was this past school year. Let me emphasize that she didn't ask, but she told (laughs) us that this is what she was going to do. And she even picked out her own song and practiced. Uh, She had a month to prepare and got better each day. Uh, She sang the popular song, How Far I'll Go, from the Moana soundtrack. And uh, this was definitely one of those hidden talents we discovered through her interests and motivation uh, to do something different. But she was just like a charm up on that stage. She she was not, she had no fear. I wish I could have been there, Jessica. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is amazing. Do you have a video of it? Yes. We the do. next we time do. we get together, you have to share that with me. That is that is so precious. I know. She really shocked us. And it's the last thing I would have ever thought she would have asked to do. But um, she was determined that she was going to sing this song on stage and in character. So we got her the full Moana <laughs> costume. And the, wow. the school had the prop set up in the background. But, but she did wonderful. Oh, my gosh. That is so delightful. <laughs> well, we need to take a quick commercial break. But don't leave yet, friends. Because when we come back, we're going to talk to Jessica about a very special talent that she discovered that is is not her daughter singing and you're going to have to come back after this commercial break to find out what that hidden talent was. The most common theme that I hear is why. She always needed um, a lot of attention. She had strokes. Even though it's a natural inclination to withdraw from the CHD community, I think being a part of it to help me be part of the solution. Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern. I'm Michael Lieben, and I'll be your host as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is discovering hidden talents in our heart warriors, and we're here with Jessica Gutierrez-Rodriguez, a heart mom to heart warrior Marianne. And we have been talking about a very special hidden talent, her daughter as a singer on stage at the school. Amazing. So many kids have stage fright and can't do something like that. So to sing on stage, wow, that's that's really impressive. But I know of some other hidden talents that Jessica has discovered with Marianne. So Jessica, let's talk about Marianne's hidden talent that you and I talked about a long time ago. Okay. So over the last two years, Marianne has taken a heavy interest in designing and building Legos. 
So we noticed that for every occasion, uh, it was becoming a pattern that Marianne had some kind of Lego product on her wish list, whether it was for her <laughs> birthday or Christmas mm-hmm. and or Easter. And we've we've witnessed her sit for hours at a time and focus on just building and following the design instructions one line at a time. It's like something I've never seen before. Well, except in engineering school, right? And I never think we'd see this considering the grim outcomes we had been presented with as a family from birth to the Fontan repair. I think it's hard for kids with chronic conditions to stay focused on tasks as mm-hmm. things like ADD or ADHD can present themselves. However, I've learned that if you match your child's strong skills with activities that they like to do, they can achieve anything. It gives them confidence and purpose. Absolutely. And I was so excited when you told me she liked Legos because you know Alexander loved Legos and Alex was in First Lego League. For those of you who don't know, FIRST stands for First Lego League is often abbreviated as FLL and it's a special international program that children aged 8 to 15 can participate in and even though I was a homeschool mom, I was able to start my own club and we were able to participate. But there are lots of schools all across the United States that participate. So it is Marianne in the FLL program at your public school? No, not yet. But it's interesting that you asked that because I'm actually switching her and her sister from public school to charter school. So in two Mm. weeks, they actually start at a school which is down the street from us, the Brooks Academy of Science and Engineering. And they do have a very heavy emphasis on Lego robotics. So we're excited that they're going to be able to participate in that and, and take advantage of that kind of program that they didn't have before. And for those of you who have not been indoctrinated with the, with what Legos could do, let me tell you, it's not just the little bricks that I used to play with when I was a little girl. These are very sophisticated programs. There is a programming unit. These Lego kits actually come with a computer and the children actually learn how to do computer programming. And they use, when Alex was in it, they used a program that was like C+. They do have to build, like what Jessica was saying, her daughter has an engineer's mind. And so there is an engineering component. These kits have sensors. They have gears. Kids learn about gear ratios. I mean, this is real engineering skills that they can use and apply later in life. Right. It helps them with problems solving as well. Absolutely. So you were surprised then to see, well, first of all, that she had the attention span to sit there and put together some of these robotic kits. If you have a kid who's into Legos, you've probably seen them build Bionicles and some of the other kits that Legos makes. Some of these are really simple, but some of them get pretty complicated, don't they, Jessica? They do. And you can see the different levels in the kits. And Mm. every time we see her just reaching for a higher and higher, even down to the number of pieces she has. So she's gotten close to building a thousand piece Lego system. And it's just amazing again, because she can sit there and she will read every single detailed instruction. And that for a child that age, I mean, not just for the age, but 
again, considering what we had been presented with as a family early on, because she was a preemie, we were given very grim circumstances regarding even cognitive impairment. And she is as sharp as a tack. Right. These kits require motor skills. I mean, yes. this is OT without having yes. to pay a therapist. <laughs> yes, you're right. Because it's using those fine motor skills mm-hmm. to for the, especially for the very tiny pieces. So, right. um, so, and, and it's something that she can feel good about. Of course, with having physical limitations, it gives her again, purpose and confidence that she's able to do other things. And that's something that I loved with watching my son do robotics. He did robotics for years until he went to college and got a degree in robotics. And I just watched his confidence soar. One of the things I really like about the FLL program is that in addition to the building, in addition to the programming, there's a challenge for all of the teams all across the world. And it's announced in September and then they have until December to come up with a way to meet that challenge. One year, ours was a Mars mission. And the children, in addition to working with the Legos, have to do research on what this problem is with Mars. We were trying to colonize Mars. And so what were the kinds of problems we would face as a people if we were going to try and colonize Mars? It was really a fascinating science project for my son. But in addition to that, then they go to these competitions. They have to run the robots on the Mars mission to do whatever it is that is required that year. On top of that, they have to present the research to a group of judges, to a panel of judges. And then that panel of judges will stop them at the end of their presentation and ask each of the children on the team questions about how they learned about whatever it is they presented about. And so there are public speaking skills, presentation skills. It really is a very holistic type of program for our children to be involved in. You know, Anna, I hadn't even thought about the public speaking side, but that's just another skill. It's really having um, the whole package of that skill set. Absolutely. And now that we know that your daughter can get up there and belt out a song on stage, I am not worried at all. She's going to do great at her FLL tournament. You'll have to let me know when she competes. Maybe I can go down there. Alex and I have been judges since he got to be too old to compete himself. And it's a lot of fun to be a judge and watch what the younger kids are doing. And before, when Alex was still very young, all the kids used to look up at him. But now he's a man with a beard, so he doesn't look like one of them anymore. But (laughs) we still love to give because FLL is such an awesome program. So I love not only seeing your daughter, Marianne, of course, with her having a single ventricle heart like my son, but I loved how she interacted with her sister. So do the girls share any hidden talents together? And have they been able to help each other find any hidden talents or foster the talents they have found? Yeah, so Angelica is our younger daughter. As you know, she's only 14 months apart from Marianne, and she has a different hidden talents we have discovered. She She loves to read books just as Marianne does, but Angelica, we call her our contemporary artist. She loves to draw, paint, and create things from scratch, but can work at the same tenacity and detail as Marianne through beadwork creations in lieu of Lego building. Angelica can sit for hours making bead necklaces and bracelets while Marianne is working on a 1,000-piece Lego design. And we discovered that when my former boss, who retired from the 
Texas Center for Infectious Disease about a year ago. He and his wife were cleaning out their house, and so he gave me this beading set, and he said, here, I think your girls would enjoy this activity. Well, Angelica just ripped right into it. It's just really neat to watch both of them excel at things they enjoy doing and having this similar skill set, but expressing it through different activities. As always, they're both very supportive of one another, Mm -hmm. and they're like best friends due Mm -hmm. to their limited age and gap and we're always asked if they're twins (laughs) and we always knew that Angelica had a a special purpose in life she has given Marianne so much strength and support and was Marianne's biggest motivator and champion to move even after the Fontan repair and even more recently uh, when we asked Angelica would you like to be in the talent show and she said no no I don't want to do that that's not me she said but I'm going to support Marianne and so when we'd go to practice it was funny to hear Angelica tell Marianne, Marianne, you got this. (laughs) (laughs) I just love seeing your two girls together. They are so sweet to each other. And it is nice when they can be supportive and they're not competing. They each have their own skill set and they can support one another. Funny how they both have this skill set dealing with fine motor projects. So how many beads and Legos do you step on? (laughs) (laughs) Because I know how many Legos I stepped on. And Alex used to like this this one activity that I did with him where you take these little pieces of plastic and you put them on this pegboard thing and then you put a piece of wax paper over it and iron it and it makes these little things that I would stick in my window. <laughs> I mean, they weren't necessarily really, they weren't going to change the world, but they were pretty to look at and he loved doing them and they were very, they used these little plastic beads that you would then melt together and I we used them for coasters and put them in the window to make them pretty and yeah, I stepped on a lot of those pieces. Those things and Legos. <laughs> But that's okay. You know, I was happy that they had those activities that they enjoyed so much. I can't believe it. It is already time for us to take another quick break. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Jessica about what advice she has for discovering children's hidden talents. And we'll be right back. When I saw so many of these CHG groups growing, I found family just ready to join me. Anyone who is a member of the adult congenital heart defect community can be a guest on our show. We have a great year planned and we look forward to sharing other interesting topics. Heart to Heart with Nicole and David serving the ACHD community Wednesdays at noon Eastern. Night Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home Tonight Forever. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. 
Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today's show is discovering hidden talents in our heart warriors, and we've been talking with Jessica Gutierrez-Rodriguez about her daughter's hidden talents. We've talked about robotics. We've talked about singing and performing on stage and making jewelry and art. It's been so much fun. So we only have a few more minutes, but I want you to tell us, Jessica, about what you think are some of the best ways parents can discover their own children's hidden talents. I believe that the best way to discover your children's hidden talents is to get them involved in extracurricular activities and see what they like or don't like. I have to admit that after several spring break and summer camp activities, it took us a while to discover what those true hidden talents were. In addition, it helps to talk to your child each day after school about things that they do in class. And through these conversations, you can tell by your child's responses what they get excited about. Sure, absolutely. That's one of the great things, I think, about Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, is that by being involved in the Scouts, they're often introduced to a lot of different activities that they may not have been introduced to otherwise. The same thing with campfire girls or campfire boys. My boys weren't involved in that, but 4-H is really big in our community. And that's another opportunity, especially if you have a child who loves animals. 4-H is a great way to see what kind of hidden talents they might have in that arena. Right. And one organization that I didn't talk about is uh, Girls Incorporated. And I think they have Girls Inc. in some of the major cities. For example, here in San Antonio, they've been hosting camps throughout the summer at different locations. So I've had the girls participate in those camps this summer. And for example, the camp that they're going to this week is on building bridges. And so we just got back from vacation and talk about perfect timing because we just visited the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco last week. And so I told the girls the vacation is also educating them. You know, it's not just about the pictures and about visiting and saying we're on vacation, but I said next week you're going to a Girls Inc. camp that is for civil engineering on how to design bridges. They can relate their real world experiences and tie it back to their classroom. I love it. That's awesome. And doesn't it make them look at the Golden Gate Bridge in a whole new way? It does because they had a model of a prototype of the Golden Gate Bridge in the visitor's area. And they had, of course, it's made of this steel, right? It was built back in 1936. So we read about the history and then read about the material that was used. So they got to actually touch and feel the prototype and read about the history of it. And it also gets them excited that it's not just them sitting in a boring classroom, but it's about what they can learn. Yeah, actual discovery learning. And I love that. That's amazing. So what happens when you discover that your child has a hidden talent that you don't share? What should a parent do? So I think a parent definitely needs to educate themselves about those particular activities and find ways to get their child incorporated and involved so that their hidden talents can flourish. Fortunately for us, my husband Michael loves Lego robotics and (laughs) has now begun working with both girls on that next phase of Lego design. And as I mentioned on our previous 
show, both Michael and I are electrical engineers and have a passion for new science and technology. Little did we know that this passion was going to be important to us as we have a need to stay on top of cardiac science and technology. You know, as it stands today, Marianne has the best viable solution available to her in terms of her single ventricle. I keep reading about the adult Fontan revision from other CHD heart warriors, and then it just recently hit me that Marianne already has that version of the Fontan. And I keep forgetting that. In fact, our cardiologist told us at the last visit that our next step would be a VAD, which is a ventricular assisted device. So all in all, we are fortunate to share the same talents as our children. Mm -hmm. That is really fortunate, but I love it that you're using your background in engineering to help you understand your daughter's heart defect as well. And there is so much new information coming out. I just spent all of last season just talking about the advancements made in pediatric congenital heart disease. And it is fascinating to me, one of the most exciting interviews that I did last season was the one talking about stem cell research and how there are even adults with Fontan hearts who are having stem cells put on their hearts and their heart's ejection fraction is improving. It's just amazing to me. And so what you're reading about now may not even apply. There may be something brand new by the time your daughter is in her 20s or 30s. The field of medical technology is just exploding right now. So it's good that you're trying to stay up on it because I think it's changing all the time. It is constantly. But I like what you said about you need to stay up on what your kids are interested in because they may be interested in something that you never heard of. Like for me, when <laughs> I was building Legos, we made little houses and really simple <laughs> structures. We sure didn't have gears. We didn't have motors. We didn't have sensors. We didn't have a computer block that we were programming. I mean, it was a whole new world. And thankfully, the University of Houston had a program for coaches of the first Lego League and let us go for a weekend and trained us on what it was like to be a coach. They showed us what a past challenge was like, and they had students there showing us what their robots looked like, so we had an idea of what to do. The program kit that you buy from LEGO is called LEGO Mindstorms, and there have been <laughs> many renditions since Alex started way back when, when he was eight years old, nine years old. So you do have to stay on top of things, and things are going to be growing and changing, and you just have to be able to grow and change with your kids. So what advice do you have, Jeff? Jessica, for parents of heart warriors who may be limited physically from being able to fully exercise their hidden talents. I would advise parents to never tell your heart warrior that they can't do something. Of course, that's hard when it comes to physical activities, as I still have to remind my heart warrior that she has physical limitations and that she needs to take frequent breaks in the heat, but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that she can't do something. And mm -hmm. as parents, we need to help our children create their own personal healthy environment and a place to flourish. Yeah. I know I spoke quite a bit about the concept of generative space and creating places to flourish in the last show we did together as it related to healthcare environments. But that same concept applies to our environments at home and with our families. I agree 100%. And the more you have your environment set up for your child to flourish, the more you're going to see them just explode. It's amazing what they can do. And I love what you said about don't tell your child they can't do something. I know that when, you know, my son is going to be 23 next month, which just blows my mind. I don't <laughs> feel old enough to have a child who's 23 and my other son will be 26. So I really don't feel old enough to have two children that old, but I am. And 
it's very humbling to look back when he was a little boy, when he was eight and nine years old, and he was in Taekwondo. And I didn't know at that time many children who had been successful going beyond, say, the brown belt. I didn't know anybody who was a single ventricle kid at that time who made it to black belt. But I didn't want to discourage Alex. And Alex actually was able to get his black belt in Taekwondo. And that was without any modifications. He had to go through the exact same test that any kid did. And we all had tears in our eyes when his Taekwondo instructor gave him his black belt. He had to give a little speech and he said how much heart Alex had in what he did. And that even though he was born with half a heart, he had twice the heart that so many of the kids in the Taekwondo class had. And we were all crying. It was so amazing. But I was really proud of him because he didn't limit himself. And it is amazing what our kids can do if we don't hold them back. I I totally agree with you, Anna. And you touched on a very important point is their heart has to be in it. And Mm -hmm. no matter what we do, whether it's our professional life, our personal life, if your heart isn't in it, then you just won't excel at it. And it's very important that that piece is there. Well, it has been delightful talking to you, Jessica. Thank you so much for coming back on the program today. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. Well, that does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. And until then, please find and like our radio show on Spreaker. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. You can find my channel by looking for my name, Anna Jaworski, J-A-W-O-R-S-K-I. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.